You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, listeners. This is Dr. Ann Siebert coming to you from Northern California with Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio. And I'm sitting here with my director, who's a ragamuffin kitty named Biscuit. And he sits next to me every time I'm on the radio. Incidentally, I've received so much mail from my listeners who are wondering how to hear past programs. And I am actually thrilled to let you know that thanks to a station employee named Brett Ullman, all of our past programs are going to be up and archived for your listening pleasure. Thank you so much, Brett. The latest one that's up is March 13th, but those the later ones will be up quickly. I've also gotten mail from many people who are single, asking me about how to find a good match for them in today's dating world. As we've heard on our previous programs here, Dating at any age can be a challenge. We have the Me Too movement going on, and we have the bad boy and addiction fans, the cougars, the sugar daddy devotees, the guys who look for lonely women to pay their way, and we also have the online dudes who create emotional attachments with women that they contact and then they ask for money, and that's a big one that's going on all the time. If I was looking for a date, I almost wouldn't know where to start. I would know that attending Richard Goss's single parties might be helpful, and he was a past guest, and his program is archived. And that's just about all I know about dating. I'm really kind of glad I'm not having to date. Listeners, if dating is fine and finding a potential romantic interest is a challenge for you, we have today's guest, and... She is going to help you meet that challenge. As I said, romance is about today's guest, and she is a professional matchmaker. I have to say, I thought that matchmaking sort of went out with Fiddler on the Roof, but I am really glad to find out I'm totally wrong. What a dream. Having a matchmaker find our potential romantic relationships for us. In addition, our guest, Lisa Amador is a dating coach, and outside of Lisa's occupation, I think, is a more exciting job. I can't think of a more exciting job than being a matchmaker unless you're me and you have my job. So, in addition to being a certified matchmaker, a dating coach, a speaker, a columnist, and a singles event producer, and as I said, a matchmaker, Lisa is an international best-selling co-author of, I love the title of this book, Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. I'm going to repeat that because just saying it's kind of fun. Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. The chapter she wrote in this book is entitled, Secrets to Successfully Brand Our Online Dating Profile. Mrs. Almador, Almador was a finalist as Best Dating Coach and Best Matchmaker of the Year by iDate for 2018 and 2019, and she has just been named a finalist for the 2019 Spirit of Entrepreneurship in Santa Barbara, California. 
Lisa is married to somebody who has an occupation I'd like to be married to. She's married to Michael, and he is the acclaimed chef at Uncorked Wine Tasting and Kitchen in Santa Barbara, California, in the hottest new area called the Laguna District. And there, she and her husband host twice-a-month single events. Welcome, Lisa, to Dr. Ann's Relationships Radio. I am so excited to have you here to help us all with finding love. Well, I, I am so excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Tell us a bit about yourself, a little history, and some perspective about how you decided to become a matchmaker and a dating coach. Well, my story is not unlike many where significant events where you can take a look at where you are, who you are, are you happy, are you being fulfilled. And for me, my significant event was the moment I woke up and finally accepted that my 18-year marriage is no longer a place I wanted to be. And also looking at my career that I had done for the past 30 years of my life, accounting, <laughs> was no longer a place I wanted to be. Uh, well, and <laughs> accounting and matchmaking are like diametrically different. <laughs> Absolutely, but they so overlap because uh, for accounting, it's a very, uh, you know, for me, it was a very balanced world, so to say, and I could almost spreadsheet my the people in my mind and and see in my mind are these people matching. So it, it's a great skill at, along with the love and the creation and um, that comes with the other side of matchmaking. <laughs> yes, and I have to just really acknowledge you for being able to sort of get out of your environment metaphorically and look at. Am I happy in this marriage? Many of my patients have 30-year marriages that they are just miserable in, and I'm not a proponent of divorce, but I am a proponent of happiness and happy relationships. So good for you. I did the same thing. Yeah, I did the same thing after a 14-year marriage. I thought, this is untenable. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, and... and Yes, please go on. <laughs> so, no, I, I want to hear you, what your comment was. I was going to say that, yes, we were lucky and fortunate enough to, we have three children together that were all teens and be able to really understand that we were on different paths at that moment. And it was not something that was going to, we were really verging on different directions. And to happily uncouple, or at least uh, Kindly, I should say, because it was it was very challenging for all involved. But to do it with love and and respect for each other, so the children could not go through too much pain of seeing their parents uh, yes, separate and divorce. Really but both of us have gone on to find other partners and both marry and create new wonderful lives. And that the children can, with our kids are now adults. Uh, see, that was a good thing. <laughs> yes, and, and you know, there's nothing more miserable for kids than to live in an unhappy house. But I Absolutely. want to get back to what you do. So tell us <laughs> about what a matchmaker does. 
Well, essentially, we make it easier and safer for people to meet and fall in love and get into loving relationships with the right person. So, as you said in the beginning, there's so many challenges out there. It's, you know, I wonder why anybody goes out and puts themselves out there when there are so many challenges. But with the right tool set, it's either their own personal skills or somebody like a matchmaker, we're able to help them avoid the pitfalls. And we can, when somebody's absolutely serious about finding love in their life, we are able to search for that person who's the right person for them and weed out and make sure they truly are the right person before we introduce people. Yes. Now, Lisa, I'm going to ask you if you could get a little closer to your microphone because you're going a little bit in and out, and I want our listeners to hear everything you have to say. Okay. I will do that. Is this better? That is way better. Okay. okay. Thank you. So a matchmaker lets us be safe because you find people. And um, anything else that you do? Well, oh, yes. Yeah. So it, part of matchmaking is also there's coaching involved in it. And that is, you know, helping, making sure that the people really understand um, what they're bringing to the table, who they are, that they really have to have their own self-love before we can find them love. So helping them uh, understand and make sure that they're in a healthy place to create a relationship. Um, and uh, so, so a lot of coaching can be involved or not at all. Some of my, co- my clients don't need any of that. But that is part of the coaching uh, or the matchmaking process as well, or can be. Hmm. And how do you meet the people who want you to find them a match? Well, I have, um, because in our day and age, we have computers and databases, and so I have a wonderful network or of people who've already presented themselves to me, and so I know they're out there. So they're my members, and they are they put in kind of like an online dating profile where they describe who they are and what they're looking for. However, my criteria is when they must be honest, and um, before I would introduce them, I, I meet them. I meet everybody before I, an introduction. But they, but I uh, have this available for anybody to let me know that they're they're available. Uh, I do a lot of networking. I go to events, not only in my own town but out of town, where I feel I'm going to meet the right clientele or members for my clientele. I, I'm part of a national network of matchmakers, and that's a significant tool for me because that allows me to be able to match people nationwide. Uh, and so uh, hosting events is another way. I, I've just got so I use everything and anything to be able to meet the right people for my clients. I think that's so exciting. That is so wonderful. Uh, what a service that is. I remember when I was dating and I didn't really want to date having so many boring dates. Maybe they found me boring. They could possibly have. But, uh, <laughs> the, boy, there were no matches. I was very, very depressed. Um, <laughs> what criteria do you use in determining what two people are going to like each other? The most important thing 
I can do to help my clients is, is help them understand what's the most important thing for them to be happy in a relationship. And what that means is, for one, they've got to know their deal breakers, uh, so things that they absolutely rather be single than be with somebody who has these um, qualities, characteristics, or, or doesn't have them. So understanding what's important, uh, meaning what doesn't work them for them, and what that does work for them, knowing what their values are, understanding what somebody's background, do they have similar backgrounds, or it doesn't have to be, but that helps but similar goals moving forward. So I, I really try to look at the full picture of what my clients, what's important to them, and then find out is this matching what the, the person I would introduce them to, uh, is it similar? So those are things that are, are um, essential. Well, I'm going to do a shameless self-promotion here because most of what you just said is in my fairly new book called Getting, Let's Make a Contract, Getting Through Difficult Romantic Relationships. And in that book, we talk about deal breakers and values and all the things that you just mentioned. But we're going to have to take a break right now. And listeners, we will be back with Lisa Amador, matchmaker extraordinaire, in a few minutes. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. This is Daryl Pullis inviting you to listen to America's Homegrown Veggie Show right here every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern Time. Great guests, great tips, and valuable information about growing your own vegetables, fruits, and herbs. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. This is Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, and today we are here with a professional matchmaker, and I'm so excited to have Lisa Amador with us. She's also an author and a lecturer. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back, Lisa. We're going to pick up where we left off. What happens if the match you set up isn't really a match at all? Well, that's a great question. Usually the worst thing that happens is that the two people had a pleasant date. They had an, a nice connection with somebody, but maybe the chemistry wasn't there. 
But the best thing that happens from it, it's a learning process for for all of us involved, for both my client, their date, and myself, because my clients and their date give me valuable feedback. And, you know, you don't usually get feedback after a date. So with that, I'm able to share with both parties maybe something that could be very helpful for them moving forward uh, might be a reason why they're not making connections with other people. So that feedback helps them, and it helps me understand my clients better and then therefore making better matches going forward. Well, I remember when I was dating years and years ago, um, I remember sitting through many dinners listening to a dialogue or a monologue about the, my date's life and their grandkids <laughs> and their kids. And, their, and I, I thought, oh, my God, let me out of here. Can't we discuss something a little more interesting? But also I wanted to say to you, eons ago when I was dating, I found that the men who asked me out put very little creativity into it. And maybe that's a commentary on me, maybe not. I hope not. And we <laughs> usually went to dinner, as I said, and had the same conversation I'd had many times before, and it was an effort to act interested or to be interesting. So tell us, as a matchmaker, do you create the date or does one of the two people you select for a match create the date? Well, luckily, my service is full concierge, so I do create the date, but it is based on my client. So some of my clients, and I have clients aging from early 30s to currently I have an 80-year-old an gentleman. So depending on who my client is and what their comfort level is on a, a date, uh, meaning do they want to do an activity? Do they prefer doing kind of the standard dinner date? Uh, do they want to do drinks and appetizers? Do they want to do something more adventurous? So I will determine based on my client's comfort level because it's all about them feeling relaxed and, and not worrying about things beyond their control. Uh, I will then suggest some ideas for both parties, and they can agree on the ideas, and then I will make sure it's all set up properly. Boy, I guess that's a lot of phone calling back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, surprisingly not, I am very efficient, so not really. <laughs> that's good. Well, if I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be in the dating world again, but boy, if I am, I'm going to call you. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I can't think of anything more potentially frustrating than just doing this date after date after date and coming home depressed. But um, yeah. like many of my friends and patients, we sometimes watch some of those reality dating programs that are on TV. And <laughs> I must say that sometimes I'm very impressed with the effort put in on creating a fun time for the matches. And one of your, when one of your clients asks you for suggestions or help in creating a fun date, do they give you a budget? And if so, what is the average budget? Don't tell me $2.99. Don't tell me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Coffee dates are not allowed. That's not why you hire a matchmaker. <laughs> and I think coffee is more expensive than that now. But uh, I no, think so. my service. 
<laughs> my service is so far from those reality dating shows. Um, yeah, the, 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 except for the fact that I'm making the arrangements. Uh, my, my clients go on pretty typical dates. Um, so I will suggest maybe a dinner place, and I'll base it on a, uh, the comfort level of the, bu- the budget of my client. So some of my clients would prefer to do something that is less expensive. So maybe go just for the, the dinner. I'm sorry, for like maybe drinks and appetizers. And if it's going well, then they can say, let's do a second date. Or they can say, oh, let's go somewhere else. So that's really a choice that they have if they're connecting, which I always hope. But I always try to find uh, – I have some clients who really only like five-star, and, and they're going to really treat their date to something like a, a, an exceptional experience. So I really base it on my client's desire. And then, uh, you know, I – oh, gosh, I, I had one client that I really did have a lot of fun with. Uh, we, we did kind of a Bachelor in Paradise weekend, and mm-hmm. – <laughs> so that's probably the closest I had to reality TV, but there were no cameras involved. Nobody watched them on uh, on his dates. But that was such a fun weekend, and it involved me working with another matchmaker, and we spent a lot of time choosing women who would meet my match my clients' criteria, and he met theirs. And they knew they were going to be one of five introductions that he was going to have over that weekend. So everybody was on board. Everybody, uh, you know, there were no secrets. And he just had a wonderful time. We, we set up his, his hotel. We created all the dates. And there were lots of activities on that weekend. Um, so this was a pretty special a weekend, but that I really don't typically do. But I would love to do it again. It was fun for everyone. Well, men listeners out there, Bachelor in Paradise might be on your itinerary with Lisa. I'm listening (laughs) to this, Lisa, and I'm thinking, wow, is that guy exhausted the following week? (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, he was was young and healthy and vibrant, and uh, yes, he... he (laughs) And he was supercharged because he really went out with phenomenal women. And and there were definitely two that he continued to date afterwards. So it was really fun for us. Ah, wow. And did anything turn into a permanent match for him? And In that case, no. But interesting enough, as, you know, when it rains, it pours. He did meet somebody else locally, and and now they are together. So it 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 all worked out well. But it was also again one of those experiences where he learned a lot about himself. Sometimes, uh, what's interesting is sometimes my clients will feel that they want one one thing, and they're pretty set on a type or or certain aspect of what they're searching for, and then discover that they've met somebody who has those qualities or is that person, and that really not what they were looking for so this is what's wonderful because i get i'm able to adjust people with based on what he's learning what i'm learning and and that's exactly what had happened so it, it was really a positive wonderful growth experience for everybody 
Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of work also to put together. <laughs> it is, but for me, it's, it's what feeds me. <laughs> I love this work. I, I can just imagine I'll make up a conversation. So, Betty, you're on from 10 to 10.30. And Elizabeth, you get from 10.30 to 11. <laughs> I don't know how you <laughs> it. Was, it was more like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> did it was that uh, this was something that he was financially capable of doing and it was not something for him it was uh, just like going to a show for the weekend it was it would not be good for somebody who would be stressed over finances <laughs> and the other thing is um, I just can't think of a woman that I know who wouldn't say oh I want a five star as opposed to no I really want to go to Denny's not to denigrate Denny's but um, <laughs> do you run into that, too? That somebody wanting to have the well, yeah, five-star? The, yeah, absolutely. Oh, of course. I mean, there's always going to be that. And, and this is exactly why my clients hire me, is to weed out, as you would say, those gold diggers. Somebody who's only in it to get, you know, either that nice date experience, but they, they're really not serious about moving beyond. Uh, they just want to have be wined and dined, or they're looking for the nice lifestyle, and that's their sole intention. That's my job to, to weed those people out, and I'm really good at it, and, and I've been doing this a long time, and especially since I'm in a, uh, my location uh, where I am, I know a lot of people, so I know who is who are um, the right women who are seriously looking for the man for the connection, the love, the, the the supporting each other, the sharing, the building, the growing, not just because there's a, a dollar sign at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I have to say that sounds like a lot of work that you do for your <laughs> clients and. Uh, yes. A lot of a lot of patience in in <laughs> listening and determining what would really be a good person to set this other one up with, and I'm not going to create another a next question because we're really coming close to a break. But I just want to say that I can remember being out on a date with a guy who lit himself up with like Christmas tree white lights and went to some. Standing Man or whatever that's called. I can't remember. Burning Man? Burning Man, yes. Thank you. That was like, I think, one of my top most boring dates. I will will never, ever forget it. And I, at the time, didn't know really what Burning Man was. But that's what this this guy lived for. And I thought to myself at the time, man, this is definitely not a match. Can you imagine living with somebody or being with somebody whose top interest is creating something for Burning Man 24-7? Anyway, and that's what, we are coming that's up on a so heartbreak. Great. Thank you. What? Oh, I was going to say somebody would love that. He's right for somebody else. <laughs> he is. I hope he found her. That was years and years ago, but I'll never forget <laughs> it. We're coming up on a heartbreak, listeners. We are going to um, take one, and we will be back with... Matchmaker extraordinaire Lisa Amador. 
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. Live closer to your food source. Learn how to grow it yourself. Please join me every Saturday morning at 10 Eastern on America's Homegrown Veggie Show for tips and advice from the country's best gardeners. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, we have the honor and privilege of talking with a professional matchmaker this morning, Lisa Amador, and she also has a chapter out in a book that has a wonderful, wonderful title. Tell us the title again, Lisa. Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. I love that title. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go back because I'm going to get more information from you for our listeners, and I know that we have plenty of listeners, after all, this is Relationship Radio, who are so interested and will value what you have to say. So, as a psychologist, I have often discovered that people look for a new partner before they are done with the last one. When people do partner recycling, as I call it, they don't take the time to consider their part in the previous relationship. And as we all know, it's much easier to blame the soon-to-be ex-partner than to examine our own behaviors that were part of the cause of the end of what once was a romantic relationship. And I was wondering, do you come across this in your profession? And if so, what do you say to these folks? Well, luckily, I'm in a fortunate position where I do not have to accept anyone as a client who I don't believe is truly ready to enter into another relationship. So part of what I do is I will have a consultation before working with anybody. And during that time, we uh, get clarity on who the person is, where they are in their life, have they done that evaluation process where they know they're what their responsibility has been in a relationship, why it didn't work, have they done the work, are they really ready 
And, of course, can I match them? Will I be able to meet their expectations? Are they realistic or not? But if somebody really hasn't gotten through, you know, if they're, if they're, I, I don't have to take them as a client. <laughs> so, yes, I do have people coming to me occasionally who are at the end of a relationship and they want to move on and it might make it easier for them. But for me, I really have to make sure that that end of the relationship has been like a healthy end uh, and the other person is even on board. Uh, like they even, I did have one person come in and say, oh, if you find me somebody, I'll, I'll then divorce my wife. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, I was like, that doesn't work for me. Sorry, you know. So, so yes, it, it, it happens, but not usually. Not, that's not usually who comes to me. <laughs> Well, I'm glad for you because that's who comes to me. <laughs> and, and there's this thing called relationship addiction where we go from one to another to another because it's that chemistry, that chemical, I call it, it's the love cocktail that's made up of a, a lot of chemicals. And it's that need-to-breed kind of chemical that gets us entranced with another person. And so this causes so many problems in current lifestyle, like especially if you're married or you have a live-in partner uh, or even not a live-in partner, just a partner who depends on you to be trustworthy and honest. And it's the source of a lot of anxiety, depression, even suicidal thoughts. So I'm glad that you weed these folks out. And folks who are listening who are in this situation of, going from relationship to relationship, I hope you really listen carefully to what Lisa is saying about are you really, really ready to get in a new relationship? Have you done your own personal work? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you agree. (laughs) So I'm also sure that our listeners are really interested in hearing about one of your best successes. And without naming names, what was the matchmaking outcome that brought you a sense of joy? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow, you know, there's always your first match. That is one of my favorites, and it's actually a beautiful story. And then my first one and done, meaning my client came. I knew exactly what he wanted, and that was it. One introduction, and they got married after, you know, of course, not right away, but, you know, developed a relationship and got married. But, you know, the one that I really love that I think resonates with me today is the one, because you talked about that Burning Man guide. He wasn't your guy. But one of my matches recently, they're engaged and um, so happy, is uh, this gentleman was not the right fit for one woman, they went on a lovely date. Um, she told me how, you know, just she couldn't say more kind, wonderful things about my client. However, what was interesting was at the end of the date, they, he brought her to this amazing location, very romantic. They're walking down a path to go to pick up the car, which is uh down this beautiful windy path and and the moon was out and he stops her and he starts exclaiming how magical the evening was and pointing out the moon and the stars and she said I thought he was going to break out in song and dance (laughs) and she said 
that he was just not her guy. It just he just it wasn't it wasn't resonating with her. Yet the following week, the same gentleman I introduced to another woman who had a different experience, but yet it was the same guy, and she still was the same. And and it, he he shared and he connected with her very strongly. And she came back and said he was the most elegant man she had ever met her in her entire life. So it was her match. She mm-hmm. saw what he, who he was. He didn't have to change himself, but she appreciated it. Whereas the woman before, just it wasn't what she was looking for. So I love that story because people feel that they need to change themselves or, or what are they doing wrong. If they're just not meeting the person who recognizes who they are and, and is looking for that. I think that is such an important point because there are different strokes for different folks, right? That's the old adage. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but it's hard to find. And what one person doesn't like, another person does. My worry is that, you know, we all come to our first or second or fourth date with a social mask on. We don't go to the date looking like what we look like when we wake up in the morning. (laughs) And so we really need to have some time so we can get an entire picture of what this person is like morning, noon, and night. Yes. I'm also curious, Lisa, that you do so much work. I'm wondering how much does it cost to hire a matchmaker? Well, matchmaking services can vary, vary very greatly, uh, so depending on the service and the quality and the time that is spent. So my service is definitely a high-end service because it is a high-touch-point service. Mine is full concierge. Um, I am very involved with my clients, not only arranging the dates, doing all the introductions, all the weeding out, but after the dates, all the feedback, and when I create a couple, I give them a year of quarterly love check-ins where I actually will um, connect with both parties, the client and the person I match them to, and make sure that they are still just as happy as when they first met and give them an opportunity to talk with me and say, well, you know what, I'm so glad you, you called because actually this thing happened, and I'm, I'd love to know your opinion. Uh, or they're telling me, you know, how extremely happy they are and, and excited that they've met, which is the typical response. But what's wonderful is I do give them extra service. So because of all that, my service will start at around $15,000. But then I also well, have an one, associate. One five, one five? Yes, one five. Okay, I was yes. not full. Maybe 50000 Okay, so go ahead. No, one $5. Yeah, but I also have an associate matchmaker who is um, somebody who works with me, uh, but it's a totally different level of service, and, and my client isn't, uh, the client isn't working with me. They're working with my associate matchmaker. And so that's a much more affordable price, and at, you know, it's about half the price of working with me. But it, yet, it still is my company, and I'm still going to make sure that that you know client is going to be successful and happy. I have a range of, of prices for matchmaking. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and is there what's the lowest end that you've heard of in your career uh, for matchmakers? Not with your company, but is there a, a big span between zero and fifteen thousand dollars, or is that kind oh, of oh like wow? The lowest I think I've heard, um, which I just don't, it has to be only based on getting incredible volume because I don't know how anybody could give any service at this price, but, but at like $200 a match. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that I, I actually have recruiters I work with and who I pay to find me people who will match my clients. And I pay them even more than that just for my recruiters. <laughs> Right. So I don't know how a company could do that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that inside look at the business because, you know, so often we get what we pay for. And, yes. Uh, and then other people think, well, I don't need any of that. I can do this on my own, and I don't know if that always works out so well. But I'm going <laughs> to change the topic on us, and I want to talk about dating coaching. Tell us what services mm-hmm. you provide as a dating coach. Well, my most successful program is my 10 Weeks to Amour, and that is really what it is, is we do a full evaluation of somebody, where they are, where what their past is, where do they want to go, and I design a program based on each person individually, what their needs are, and then I work with them for 10 weeks holding them accountable to the program that I've designed for them. So it's kind of like going to a gym if you want to get fit or lose weight. It's like hiring a coach who will do that evaluation and then work with you to get to achieving your goals. And so many of us think we can do it on our own, but in reality it's hard. And so having that coach there to make sure that you're doing it is just so very successful and most of my clients, after they work with me doing the full 10 weeks, are in relationships within three months of completing that 10 weeks together. It's that. It's, I mean, I really have people work hard. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, good for you. And tell us the top three things that you would give uh, about dating advice. And, when, and actually, I might have to interrupt you because we're coming up on a hard break, but let's start with that. What are the top three okay. things? Well, absolutely knowing your own self-worth. And, I mean, that is you have to know and love yourself. Uh, so that's one. Being very clear on your needs versus wants. I mean, those are that big list, that's the wants. But really, do you need all of that? So getting very focused on what your true needs are. Um, and then how to identify if somebody has those qualities through having fun conversations. Uh, to that learning how to do that versus that like interrogation and also knowing your boundaries like boundaries are big people stay in relationships far too long accept far too many things that aren't right hoping to change the person the reality where the they had certain boundaries set uh, they would have walked away prior so those are the top things I would say that is so right on, and people just, boundaries, if, if I have a boundary and I say, no, you can't say that to me, and then I ignore it, then I've given it a pass. And I, and I teach people, that we treat, teach people how to treat us, but with that in mind, we have to go to another hard break, and listeners, we will be back on with 
professional matchmaker and dating coach, Lisa Amador, in a few moments. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back, listeners. We are here. We are so lucky this morning to be with professional matchmaker and dating coach Lisa Amador from Santa Barbara, California. And Lisa, you were talking about a 10-week dating seminar. Well, I don't know, seminar. What what did you call it, 10-week? It's 10 weeks to a more. (laughs) I love that, 10 weeks to a more. So I would like to know the cost of that, but and I'd also like at the same time to know how much do dating coaches charge? Well, my program, the 10-week program, is $3,500, and that's a one-on-one program. Um, and then I'm also currently developing a group coaching program, which will be significantly less. So that's what I charge And as far as other dating coaches, I would imagine there's a wide variety on prices there as well. Um, But I'm not sure what those charges might be. (laughs) No, I'm not not either. I guess people have to interview. Now, um, so how you meet one-on-one and how long are the sessions on your 10-week program? Yes, so I do meet... um, So I'll have the two-hour first session, and 
that is where we go over the uh, questionnaire that I have already given to them. So the questionnaire is a very thorough, thorough evaluation of, like I had mentioned, where the person has been, what are their current challenges, what are their goals. And not only that, I have a wonderful part where it's kind of a copy-paste letter that they send to people in their lives who love them and want them to be happy. And it asks these people to share feedback with me because it says that she'll say or he will say, I'm, I'm really looking for somebody in my life and I'm working with somebody. Please share with them, uh, with this, my coach, Lisa, what you, you know, what do you see? What do you like about me? Why do you feel I'm not meeting that person? And I get such great feedback. Now, all of this feedback is confidential. I will never say to somebody, oh, your sister said that or your best friend said this. I just take all of the comments and I hope that I get at least three people. Uh, that is the part of the package that I need them to give me feedback from at least three people. Sometimes I'll get a dozen people, which <laughs> is amazing, valuable information because these are people who know this person and sharing what they see. And based on this evaluation from themselves, from the, their friends, family, and then hour, two hours together, I create their package and their program and what we're focusing on. And then I'll meet with them nine more times for an hour each time. The last session is longer. And sometimes we might combine sessions. Sometimes in the beginning we might do two sessions together because in the beginning is when you need the most work. But that's typically what it is. And then, of course, during that time, I'm completely available by phone, by text, by email, because the most frustrating thing is if you hire somebody and you can't communicate with them to the following week, I mean, that's not very useful. So I make sure that I am very available to my clients so they can get the answers and not be upset and not have the frustration and they can move on and uh, so that I, I'm all about helping them have success. I want to be there for them. Yeah. Well, I also want to just on a personal note, I want to ask you about, I have so many men who seek my counsel because they're ticked off that the women they date are looking for a man with lots of money and lots of men don't have lots of money. What's your experience with this? Oh, wow. Uh, that, you know, where are they looking, for one thing, I guess, it's because there are going to be people always who are looking for uh, somebody with a lot of money, and then there are most people who are looking for people for the right reason, not just about the money. So I would look at that person, where are, you know, how are you putting yourself out there? Why are you attracting these people? What are your boundaries? If you figure out this is what somebody's looking for, um, what are you doing about it? So I, I definitely would look at why is this person attracting these people into their lives? Because it's not, that's not what, the, it, it's also if that's what they're feeling is out there, it's what they're going to see. So they have to just know and become aware that there are so many other women uh, out there that who aren't looking for those things, and they really do exist, and then maybe they will be able to see them as well. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, do most of your clients know exactly what they want in a man or a woman? 
Some do, but surprisingly, many don't. And that's why we do have that consultation in the beginning so they, too, can get really crystal clear on what's the most important thing for them to have in in a partner. So we do a lot of uh, what does this mean to you. If you say you need somebody who you can trust, what does that mean to you? If if you can trust somebody in your relationship, how will that make it grow? So I really go into the feelings and how that, um, if you find somebody that you can trust, you can open up and you know that they're going to be able to not devalue your opinion and they're going to hear your voice and you're going to know they're not going to do something, they're not going to lie to you. That will grow your relationship. So so I help them get clear um, during our consultation and I, I do, though, <laughs> find that most people... They don't have that clarity. They'll spend more time researching what kind of a TV to get. <laughs> they'll know every bell whistle and uh, benefit from a TV, and they'll spend hours upon hours. They won't do that for their own love life. So I try to help people do that. And, and what do so you finally say that the majority of men and women want in a partner or spouse? You say, like, lots of them don't even know. But if they do know, what do you find? What I find is people want to be a priority in their partner's life. They, they want to know they're at the top, you know, at least in the top three. Uh, they want to know that their partner's going to love and cherish them and that their partner likes them. Now, of course, they want to do this in return, but this is they, they're looking for this, an easy relationship, but it's not going to be that hard. Mostly they're more commonalities than challenges and, and things that they're both striving towards. Uh, their partner has their back. <laughs> you know, you want to know that they're going to stand up for them and support them and, and be there emotionally and uh, not judge them. That they're, you know, that they can truly open up and be themselves and not worry about their, if their partner's going to make them feel ridiculous or judge them. Um, that trust we talked about, you know, just being able to know, just know your partner's going to be there for you. You don't have to worry that they're going to be looking for somebody else and that, that they're, or they're doing things that you, you're worried always and because worry is just so, hard on a relationship so knowing you don't have to have that and that somebody can communicate with you oh my gosh I could keep going on there's so many (laughs) okay so I know that there's a lot of people who come to see me uh, who are between 45 and 50 or older talk to us about your dating experiences with 45 and older well, that is, well, actually, I did go through that dating experience because that is uh, at 45 when I did find myself going through my divorce with three teen children. So I absolutely know firsthand what it was like. And, and it is more challenging than, you know, when I was younger, when I, you know, when I first met my husband, I call him my husband, <laughs> uh, you know, I... <laughs> 
I was young, and there were so many singles, and everywhere I went, my activities, the places I went, was, were filled with singles. Well, that was not the case when I was 45. It's just that the ratio aren't the same. Um, so that is, I definitely dated with intention. At first, I dated just to get back into the dating world and have fun with it. I wasn't ready for a commitment in the beginning, um, so it, it was just dating to get out and enjoy and discover again, you know, this whole new world. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's um, challenging. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And your focus for um, Amador Matchmaking, which is the name of your company, is in the Santa Barbara, Los Angeles, California area. And I think it might be difficult to do matchmaking from afar, but I'm curious about Date, uh, you know, date coaching, do you do that via Skype or FaceTime or on the phone? Yes, yes. Actually, interesting enough, I do both. I, I do match nationwide because of my national network with, my, with other matchmakers. So um, I can actually match nationwide, and I do uh, meet people through video chats, like through FaceTime, through Skype, um, and... I do the same and with Lisa, coaching. How mm-hmm. can our listeners get a hold of you? Well, they can. I have a website, amadormatchmaking.com. Um, I'm on most social platforms like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, as Lisa Amador, Amador Matchmaking. My phone my for my business is 805-699-5650. Uh, so Lisa. picking up the phone, it works. <laughs> yeah, pick up the phone, Lisa Amador. I cannot thank you enough for being on Dr. Ann's Relationship Radio, and you really provided us with such great knowledge about ways to find a satisfying romantic relationship. And after all, why settle for less? And listeners, thank you so much for being with us this morning. It's always fun to hear from you at Dr. com. I answer questions as soon as I can. This is Relationship Radio, almost Every relationship problem you have stems from some unresolved relationship issue in the past. We're here to help, and until next week, remember, only you can create your world the way you want it to be. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.